Welcome to Magnetic Success, the podcast for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to ditch the struggle, unlock their inner power, break through their hidden mindset blocks, and up-level their life. I'm your host, Kirsty Kamarowskis, and I'm a mindset expert, success coach, and seven-figure entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful mindset tips, manifestation techniques, and spiritual tools and practices to help you embody the most successful version of you so you can leverage the power of your mind and law of attraction to transform your business from the inside out and create a life without limits. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Magnetic Success Podcast. So today, I have another special guest with me. Today, I have got Nadia Bajrami. Well done. <laughs> then, sorry. <laughs> Make sure I get it right. Who is here with me to talk all about tapping into our intuitive abilities to get to know who we are and to overcome our limiting beliefs. So Nadia is an empowerment and trauma specialist. She is an accredited and award-winning strategic hypnotherapist, a mind coach, a law of attraction coach, a psychic medium, an intuitive development mentor, quite the mouthful. (laughs) She helps clients supercharge their confidence and self-esteem, overcome their limiting beliefs and manage anxiety and heal attachment wounds and traumatic experiences. And she also does psychic mediumship readings. So there's obviously so much we could dive into with all of this, Nadia. There is, there is. (laughs) Yeah, so much. Man, we could go on so many different rabbit holes here. But today we're going to be specifically talking about tapping into our intuitive abilities to get to know who we are and to overcome our limiting beliefs. And I'm sure we will touch upon some of the other areas you work in as well. So just with this in mind, can you elaborate on that first part? What do we mean when we're talking about tapping into our intuitive abilities to get to know who we are? Well, I want to say it sounds very complex. You know, when it's written like this, tapping into our intuitive abilities, it seems very scientific. (laughs) Yeah. What I really mean by that is we all have as human beings, as unique human beings, we we all have obviously our inner being, who we are inside and what we call, you know, our intuition as well. You know, a lot of people, I think it's become a very common word, intuition. And what I mean by that is just to go back within who we are, like we really are at the core of our own being and trusting the feelings we get, trusting what we feel, what we perceive. And then obviously this helps us in different areas of of our life. And today we'll talk about the limiting beliefs, but it's really about going back inside and getting to know who we are. Because nowadays in my practice and coaching practice or therapy practice, or even spiritual work, the first thing I ask people when we work together is to go home and reflect on who they are. And then obviously, the first That's a big question, question, right? But the first answer you always get is I'm a teacher, I don't know, I'm a mom, I'm yeah. a stay-at-home mom, or I don't know, I'm a dog walker. But we always define ourselves by outside things, by, yeah. by you know, functions, roles, whatever, not necessarily work, but roles and functions. Yeah, we have different and, personas and different identities, don't absolutely, we? Absolutely, yeah. But it's like who we are, I don't, like the core of who we are, like who I am, what do I love, what do I like, what do I really want, what do I feel? This always all brings into who we are. What I mean by tapping into our intuitive abilities is once we start befriending ourselves, you know, becoming friends again with who we really are, you know, going within and doing some inner work, which we won't really have time to talk about fully today, but going within and getting to know who we are. 
then we realize that we have a huge, I would say a huge resource within, which is obviously our intuition, our intuitive abilities. And in that you have the feelings, the perceptions, you know, sometimes, you know, whatever the visions, the earrings, whatever people use, however they perceive things, but this is all inside. It's our, our database really of resources that we have that a lot of people dismiss and think, oh, this is wishful thinking, or this is rubbish, or I have a bit, I have a huge pain in my stomach or a knot in my stomach, but that's nothing. It's just because I've eaten something that, you know, I didn't like. And instead of maybe thinking, what is this feeling? What is this trying to tell me? You know, mm. and that's what I mean by really tapping into these intuitive abilities that we all have, by the way. I never call them a gift. Even in the world, the spiritual work I do, I always call this an ability because each one of us, we have a pool of abilities that yeah. we can use. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. So how have you, how has this transpired in your life? What has this led to? Can you give us some examples of sort of where you were before you maybe even started this work? Yeah, absolutely. How it's, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I've been in Ireland. Now I'm in Ireland, Dublin for the past five and a half years. So before that, I had a, a corporate career. I was sales director in different countries between Scotland, seven years, France, where home is, well, home was, home is in Ireland now, and Russia as well. So I was always driven and great career, great, you know, what people perceive partners, houses and everything, like the material world seemed great for me. And then, but I was never fulfilled. I wasn't happy because what I can understand now after all these years, I wasn't listening to the signals. I wasn't listening to what was happening in my body and my mind. So I ended up with some brain uh, tumors. And oh, wow. 2014 and 15. So I had three surgeries. One left me paralyzed for a while. Whoa. <laughs> then I recovered. And then the other, the last one in June 2015 was actually very successful. And I promised myself, I remember before the surgery, the evening before, I said, okay, this is your chance to get your, your life back together. So mm-hmm. if you get a second chance, do something, go back abroad, find who you are. That was really my quest because I definitely believe. I had very like nice bringing and nice friends. Lost my dad when I was nine. So obviously a bit of trauma there. But then I never really wanted to acknowledge who I was. I wanted to be like everybody else. Job, mm. great job, the same thing. This is all conditioning, clients. right? We've this all got it. this mask of conditioning yeah. of where what we think society requires from us, other people's expectations of us, how we've been taught yeah. we need to show up in the world from parents from school from church whatever it is right and so it's so this is such a powerful question who are you beneath all of that when we let go of all of these things like who really are you I know absolutely and I love it because it is like this is what happened to me I said I actually don't know yeah I was a sales director I speak six languages great I was giving all these answers but then why was I so unfulfilled and what do I want the biggest question because we never allow ourselves to ask ourselves of it and that's the word. I love that word. Here. It's like what we don't allow ourselves. So what do mm. I really want? I didn't even actually, <laughs> I didn't even allow myself to really think about that. I just got yeah. on with my life. And then when I, like, I mean, a lot of people I've met over the years that something sometimes kind of tragic happens to you and you mm. feel, okay, now I have a second chance. I need to, to just be happy, really. For me, it was do something that makes you happy because obviously you're not happy. You know, yeah. you kind of have anger and then frustration and lack of fulfillment. And then that is contagious to other people as well. So you have to do something. And, and I realized that that was it. So I was getting ready to go back to the UK. 
because I lived in Scotland for yeah, six or seven years. But then a company in Dublin offered me a job. Again, the universe plays always <laughs> the yeah. thing, you know. I said, why Dublin? Why on earth are they good for Ireland? I don't even know. Why, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but anyway, I came and I said, let's give it a go for a year. Put all my uh, stuff in storage. And after a year, I said, right, I found my path. So give everything away to charity, all the antiques and stuff that I had. Wow. And basically, I came here with a suitcase and my cat actually sleeping next to me now. <laughs> as I'm, as I'm here with you and I said let's go find who you are start from scratch I was 35 and I said oh, people thought I was having a midlife crisis and some friends was ringing me and said are you okay have you had enough like months and times to reflect I said I'm not having any crisis I'm just finding who I am and five and a half years down the line set up my business online face to face and quit the corporate world forever <laughs> Wow. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And what I love now is that you're now helping people with this because so many times, so often you hear these stories where people are literally, you know, like for you, it was a massively traumatic life and death situation. You know, yeah. we wait until we're in these situations where we literally have nowhere else that we can go apart yes. from where our soul's trying to take us <laughs> in the first um, yeah. place. But now you are giving your clients the opportunity to not have to hit those traumatic experiences, not having to get that far before you can turn around and help them. Let's just start now, right? A shortcut. Yes, correct. I always say them, give, let, let me help you to just save some time. Yeah. <laughs> some time well, it can save what? decades or even a whole lifetime. Yes. Because you hear these stories of people sort of on their deathbeds, looking back and having all these regrets, right? And it's like, well, what if we didn't have to get to that? What if we could just start, but it all starts with a conversation like this on a podcast like this, where we can actually start getting challenged with the way that we're thinking or encouraged to shift perspective and actually see there's a different way, see there's a different way of living, being, thinking. Maybe yeah. there is a way that I can give myself permission today to actually create a life that I love, a business that I really want to be running and find happiness, joy, love and success all at the same time. Maybe I can have it all, you know? And I do believe, I mean, <laughs> because we're conditioned, we're geared as human beings, we're geared for negativity and we're geared for mm. the scarcity mindset when we actually work on our abundance mindset and people straight away think about the money. No, no, no. Abundance mindset, which is opening yourself up to why not me? And that's, that's why it comes back to the intuitive, you know, abilities, because something inside of us is here. It just wants to be unleashed and say, right, listen to me, tap into my, tap into your inner potential and remember that why not you? You're allowed to have actually Yes, we can have it all. You know, when people tell me, Nadia, you can't have it all, I said, that's rubbish. Why not? I don't agree because, again, that's another limiting belief. Exactly what I was about to say is that's only the truth if you decide it's the truth for you. But if you realise it's a decision and a choice, then why not have it all? And I love that question. Why not me? Why not me? We're all completely worthy of it all. We're all the same, right? And that really drove me all this year. I said, why not me? And when I was starting something new, a new course, or even like, People see me as very confident because that I'm empowering people. But when it comes to me, I was preparing my own workshops and programs. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't compete with all these gurus out there. And then that was just lasted for a moment. And then the intuition inside this, all the, the potential inside came back and said, well, why not you? You know, yeah. these people started just like you. They started in just, just start with that little, even tiny belief that you actually can do something. But even before that, that you're actually worthy of doing something. Because that, yeah. that's that, you know, 
feeling the unworthiness and scarcity mindset that really, really uh, weighs very heavily on people. And you've, I'm sure you've seen that, you know, with yeah, people. Yeah, completely. That I can't do it. It's too difficult. And I'm not, not me anyway. Look, I'm just a plain person. I'm plain, you know, office employee. So what? You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's Totally. And like you said, you've just touched on beliefs and these, everything that you've just said is a limiting belief, right? So how can we use our intuition to help us overcome these? How do you do that with your clients? Well, (laughs) that's why I always start with get to know who we are at the core of who we are, you know, and I think it's a process because until we transition and pass away, we'll never really know exactly fully who we are, but it's a work in progress. So how we do it, it's to go back within with different tools, you know, there's obviously the sitting in your own power, the spiritual tools, and hypnosis, working with your higher self. Hypnosis is not just close your eyes, I'm working with your subconscious mind. The subconscious mind, then you also access the superconscious mind. And you go and you tap into different brain waves to really, you know, start shifting the, the well, the programs, what we call the subconscious programming. But before all this, we have to have this willingness of, I want to go and see what's within myself. So mm. for me, intuition, subconscious mind, and spirituality, hypnosis, and coaching with what I do are all very well interlinked because the way I work is, are you committed, first of all, to your own self? Yeah. Not to me. You know, we create accountability here. Not to me, to you. You're right. Then let's go and see how we can help you tap into, you know, peel the layers of what is inside and trust yourself. So as I said, quieting the mind, meditation, but also, very importantly, starting to build trust with our own self. Yeah. Because when we start with little things about, oh, I'm thinking about my auntie who lives in Australia and five hours later she rings me. So my intuition was right. You know, mm. she was something was happening here. So if we start with little things like this or, you know, trying to even visualize or even like imagine or think about something and then this thing happen, then that just helps you build your trust. So it's all about helping the person to build their trust on small things to start with, mm. just like what we when we work with the law of attraction, with trying to manifest little things at the beginning. The same with your intuition. When you start tapping into your inner potential, is work on small projects first and see that oh look, I'm actually I can actually trust my abilities now. And then as you evolve in like who you're becoming really and embracing who you're becoming, then the limiting beliefs there's also some very plain Russian way to tackle them. But once you've started to work on the core of who you are, then obviously you start to be more aware. I think that's the word more aware. Something that's coming into my head. Awareness, 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 because this, like you said, this is a massive, massive journey. And for us to even begin to tap into our intuition, we have to first become aware so that we can actually start hearing it, which is slowing down that mind chatter that we have going Mm -hmm. on in an auto loop. The subconscious program, it's like 60, 70,000 thoughts a day, isn't it? 95% of the same we thought yesterday. So it's just mindless chatter over and over. It's an activity. It's just a mental program that's going on. And so the first step really is to start becoming aware that that's even going on and not being sucked into it all the time because the mind and the ego has got a really loud voice, especially if you're doing something that gives you fear or, you know, anything that feels dangerous because it's out of your comfort zone which as entrepreneurs we have to do if we're going to break Correct. through our limits and oh, break dear, through yes, business yes. <laughs> so so it gets louder doesn't it and then our intuition is just like whispering quietly in the background mm-hmm. like 
please listen to me. <laughs> I love it. She says, listen to the whispers of your soul because at some yeah. start, you know, at some stage they'll become cries and they'll become louder get, and louder. Right. So it's like a muscle, isn't it? Correct. And like you were saying, what I love about this, and it's really helpful for the listeners, is you start slowly and you build it up because this way, and like we do with manifestation, we are building evidence for ourselves because Correct. as soon as we can see the evidence then this is also going to help our limiting beliefs dissolve because we're starting to show ourselves a different story. And one of the things I teach, I teach my clients like nine different things as part of replacing a limiting belief, but one of the parts is challenging it. If you yeah. can show your subconscious and if you can show yourself that you can challenge these beliefs yeah. and they're not true, they're not absolute truth in every scenario, then they get weaker, right? They, they don't hold as much power. Yeah. So that building evidence is so, so important. And for us and our minds, right? Yeah, because it's like, you have obviously, you can, you know, we talked about being aware, then you have to be honest as well. You know, so we are aware, we work, we're on that path of self-discovery. Then when the limiting beliefs are there, first of all, acknowledge them. Okay, that's how mm. I feel. Don't feel good enough. Imposter syndrome, whatever. As entrepreneurs, I think we've all had, we've all been through the imposter syndrome at some yeah. stage, even probably different stages. 100%. You know, so... <laughs> So it's right. Okay. First of all, be honest. That's how I feel. Don't try to, you know, that's why I teach yeah. in my therapy, working with trauma specialists. Don't fight the feelings. Acknowledge, don't suppress them. They're there. Great. They're there. In this case, you know, the train, it's like the way it works is you've got the thought patterns, then creates the feelings, then creates the behavior. So it starts with that inner chatter, mm. inner dialogue, self-sabotage inside all these limiting beliefs. Then they'll create your feeling and then your behavior. So let's take the imposter syndrome. You have this starting in your mind and negative inner talk. Then that gives you that feeling of, oh, God, I can't do this. Mm. I'm stepping back. I'm withdrawing myself. And then the behavior is all this. You know, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting out there. Oh, if I do, I'm going to fail. So that fuels even more, obviously, limiting beliefs. But once we've acknowledged the limiting beliefs, then, as you said, we've started building evidence. Then it's challenging it. And Assessing the accuracy as well, even first. Is this accurate? Really? Yeah. Like, I've had nine, like, let's say, I don't know, 10 sessions. But great. One session wasn't that good. Okay. Yeah. But is it accurate that I'm a failure if one out of 10 went wrong? You know, as, it's as a funny how we do that, right? Like yeah. you said earlier, I always talk about this. Our brains are geared for survival. So they're geared to look, That's we right. are programmed, literally, our brain has been designed to look for what's wrong. So that it can help us avoid it. So we're always picking out the things that that are wrong. And what we do, and this also brings me back to what you're just saying a minute ago. The first thing we've got to do is really accept where we are. Like be honest with ourselves. It's acceptance yeah. without judgment. But what we're doing is our brain's focusing on this thing that didn't go right or went wrong or whatever it is. Is you know we're failing at, and it's saying it's the meaning we give it. So we're attaching all this meaning on, and we've created this whole big story around it. And now it's suddenly blown up into this massive thing that is literally stopping us from acting in the way that we need to act to get our business moving, to grow our business, to be more successful. So, so I love that. So it's about shifting our mind onto seeing the good, what has worked, how yeah. well have we done? Is that, And like you say, is this belief actually true, like accurate, right? And it's just like bringing ourselves, because we are at the beginning, you know, yeah, geared to survive and geared for negativity because negativity keeps us safe. You know, yeah. it's the comfort zone. Once again, huh? it's the box. Even if we don't like the comfort zone, it's the box. The box is safe because I'm in that environment. Mm. So I'd rather feel bad, <laughs> but feel safe 
than try to grow and challenge myself. You know, that all goes together, really. Even like the limiting beliefs, once you listen to the, like acknowledge them, then assess your currency. Are they true or not? Then we're using our rational minds because that's who we are at the beginning. What's the ratio? You know, fearless success, where am I at now? And then obviously it's challenging them. And then once we're challenging, challenge them, sorry, we're not stopping there. This is where a lot of people stop and fail. They, they keep challenging themselves, mm. but then there's no inspired action. So what else do I take? What action now do I take to limit the limiting beliefs or to at least increase my toolbox, you know, that yeah. when they come, they don't last as long as the previous episode. And that's the next step that is quite often with my clients works really well with the modalities that I combine, but that mm-hmm. they don't grasp it straight away because I think, well, now I have challenges. I know I'm good enough. I know I can do the interview. But then build yourself up, build your toolbox, you know, your own self-esteem, confidence or empowerment toolbox that next time, because there will be a next time. There yeah, next there's time. always a next time. There will be another somebody, uh, you know, knocks your confidence or you do public speaking and you're losing your word and you're coughing or whatever and that's it, it's a disaster. No, it's not a disaster. It's reframe it. It's really about having then the toolkit. Once we've done all these stages of accepting, okay, assessing, reframing, but then what's next? Because when they come back, you need to to be really now equipped and geared to say, okay, I've got this. You've got this. Yeah. You don't, you can't, we can't stop feelings from coming because we're human beings, we're emotional beings, but we can stop how they affect us in the long term. And that goes also Absolutely. action, inspired action. Like, again, just like with the law of attraction manifestation, once you've done the job, well, then do a little bit more. You need to help yourself. Then the next time when it comes, I'm helping, for example, my clients with my tools. But then I always tell them, I'm just fertilizing the soil of your subconscious mind. Then you're the gardener. Then I'm giving you yeah. the tools to do the maintenance work and keep up the good work, basically. Yeah, I love that. And I also love that you've moved into the next part very, very nicely and smoothly, which is using your intuition to take inspired action. So this is one thing that so many people get caught up on. I did in the past, still do occasionally. We get so stuck on the how, don't we, when it comes to manifestation mm. or of attraction, especially, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> especially in business, because we still have to take action. And mm. we're, we're sat there going, well, we're not allowed to ask the how. We're supposed to take inspired action, but how do I know if it's the right action? What action am I supposed to? And we can get ourselves in an absolute tizzle from it. So I love this. And this is where intuition really, really does play a massive role, yeah. isn't it? And actually can really lead you to making quantum leaps, not just incremental. Absolutely. Break phrases. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how would you recommend or what tips have you got for the listeners about tapping into your intuition to find the inspired actions when you say you've well, set a goal in your business? It's... How I feel. Now, I know, again, some people might use other senses, you know, me, how I feel. If, and, and, you know, I think coming back to you, because this is all linked really well together, where we talk about the abundance, the law of attraction, all the laws of the universe, basically, this manifestation process. It's all based on feelings, because the feelings mm. do create a reality. And that's, again, that's been proved. Feeling is the secret. But that's it. Yeah, it's been Vibration. Proved. Absolutely. We are energy beings, we're vibrational beings. And what we feel is our real compass. I always use my feelings. Are my yeah, compass. Yeah. When I have to make a decision, we're talking about inspired action. So obviously the difference between action and inspired action is always pretty straightforward, but taking action is easy. You know, you can like, let's leaving my job, calling a friend. Okay, I'm taking action. Now taking inspired action, is I've left the job, 
I'm going to start to think of what I want to do. What do I like? And then around what I like, I'm going to start networking, joining groups, inquiring on, I don't know, tax office, whatever, inspired action to start building my business. Just an example. And how I do it is the feeling. Every time I am being asked to join a networking event or even anything, I have a project in my mind and I start obviously having a look like anybody else, researching, market research. When I really don't feel right, and I mean physically, mm. I, I don't do it because I know it doesn't feel right. And it yeah. could be something silly, you know, I mean, like buy a new mobile phone for my business. <laughs> this is really very trivial. Well, I'll go online to the shop. Well, I don't, I don't want that phone. Okay, that phone is maybe cheap. I don't want that phone. I don't feel this is the phone I, I need. And I, my, my life is really based on feelings and mm-hmm. And I don't believe, I know some people will say, well, well, we can all fail. Of course we are. But I don't believe in failures as such. You know, in NLP, we all know when we are familiar with NLP, there's no such thing as, as failure. It's only feedback. So when yeah. you get, when you actually do feel that you're failing, oh, I was convinced this was the right decision. I was, I was sure. I felt so good about it. And it didn't work. At that moment, it didn't work. The door didn't open at that moment. You're actually being protected because something better is coming, you know, yeah. and, it's, and it's about trusting. If at that moment it felt good, stay with your feeling because this is going to put you onto, you know, something yeah. else, onto something better. So me, generally, my biggest tip would be go with not just the flow, go with your feelings, your gut. You know, we use the gut feelings for a reason, but we've all had these impressions when I teach my intuitive development, like work. I'm always asking this, the students is somebody's asked you to go to a party. Okay, two options. I'm excited, I'm going to go. Or three options. The second one, I can't be bothered. No, I'm staying in my jammies. Third option is, oh, you start feeling like not in the stomach. It doesn't feel right to go to the party, you know? And like, trust that. Listen, yeah, completely. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening <coughs> to this because we talk about that gut instinct. And so yeah. that's not something we've been that's been hidden from us, right? We've been taught about that all our lives. And I'm sure everyone can relate to times mm-hmm. in their lives and their personal lives or their business where they have trusted that gut and it's worked out. So it is just building on that. And like we've said right from the beginning, it's all about building this relationship with you again, trusting mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, how many of us actually trust ourselves until we start to do this work? So few of us, because we don't feel like we can do it. We have, we're filled with self-doubt and we're filled with fear Mm. and all these other things. And this journey, as you take it step by step and you allow it to unfold as a process, as a journey for the rest of your life, like you said, you know, we're still going to be discovering who we are. Then, then the trust builds. And then that, that voice gets stronger than the, the one in our head, the feeling gets stronger than the one in our head. And it's always going to guide us. It's like Abraham Hicks says, you know, you've got this inner being that knows your path of least resistance. So even if it takes you somewhere that often doesn't make sense, but it feels right. I don't know why I need to do this, but I feel like it's something I should do. Then we just go do it and we don't ask questions and we don't care because we're operating outside of the limitations of the mind here. And we're actually going within and operating within the field of the quantum and manifestation or these other things, the spiritual field. So it might not always make sense to us until we look back. So there's that, but it always knows the path of least resistance. So one, it may not make sense Two, it may feel like it's a failure because it didn't give you the results that you expected and you put attachment over, but actually it could still be your path of resistance because in by doing that, it's then directed you onto this other route, which has taken you exactly where you needed to go, but you would never have gone that way had you not been 
forced down, you know, into a door that's shut. And then you had to take that road, you know. You're in a being source, the universe, it knows your path of least resistance. Well, we have that higher force, you know, as we all say, whatever people believe in, you know, the higher, the universe, yeah. God, this higher source. Yeah. Actually, they tell us, I've got your back, you know, like yeah. Gabby Bernstein's book, The Universe Has yeah. Your Back. Yeah. It, it has, it always has. And, and when we feel, oh, it's not working, or we're failing, obviously, not, right, like 99% of the time, it's because another door opens. But also because at that time, sometimes we're not ready for that. Yeah. And we're protected. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Bit, you know, slow down a little bit. But as human beings, we have this resisting muscle that keeps coming yeah. back and says, no, no. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, I use muscle because the word muscle, because it is like, it's super tense. It's stronger than our tuss- trusting muscle. It's our there. trusting muscle is the one that needs to be built yeah. up. And it's there. And no, no. I'm not I'm resisting all this and obviously then because we resist we go against what is supposed to happen we always end up where we're supposed to go you know in different routes but yeah. instead of <laughs> resisting it and taking even longer what we were trying to do yeah, and explain to people is allow yourself to take a shortcut you know? don't go yeah. that long road of extra suffering struggle yeah struggle hustle you know? pain yeah completely so, so I think this this is why I like talking about tapping into this intuitive potential or intuitive abilities because when we start rebuilding this relationship with who we are, everything starts falling into place. But the key is really for me, it's to start with small, as yeah. we said before, small steps, small manifestations, small evidence, because then you build up on this evidence and then the evidence becomes bigger and bigger. And then you say, well, if I manage to get that, or if I manage to get my business to this level, well... I can double, I can trouble, I can then go, I don't know, export, I can, whatever we do, you know? I love that. So just just something that's popped into my head, like the listeners could even try doing this on a weekly basis. So you could like write in, so I've got a diary, a planner. So I write down my, the things that I want to achieve in the week. But yeah. I love manifestation, babe, Catherine Zinkina. And she talks about including my manifestation, to do, like the universe to-do list mm-hmm. as well. So she'll always include things that she wants to manifest but hands them over to the universe. She's got absolutely no intention of going on and making it happen in inverted commas. So, you know, people could try that where they just think, what is one thing that'd be amazing to manifest in my business this week? Could it be, so I'm on a podcast, so could it be X person on my podcast or could it be this or could it be that? But again, something small and you could just literally play with this, just one thing a week, set and forget it at the beginning of the week. And what happens is like, our intentions are so powerful. When we get more aware and we get more in touch with our intuition and we develop these skills, then we suddenly become aware that we've set an attention a few days ago, like say we wanted to overcome a challenge in our business, or that there's this thing, I've got no idea how to do it, but I need to do it. Three days later, all of a sudden, this Facebook feed, the Facebook post pops up with this group that's got the answer to all your questions. Like for me, I need to go, I want to go guest speak. I want to be, you know, I want to be doing two guest speaking sessions, episodes, whatever, a week. So maybe like a hundred in a year, you know, I'm thinking, how on earth am I going to do that? wrote it down in the in the journal literally a couple of days later I saw a, a random post in someone else's group at the right time where someone was asking this question and she got given a link to a group that had 42,000 people and that was all about find a guest or be a guest and I'm just like you can't make this stuff up like that was just totally given to me I happened to look on Facebook at the right time because we all know how long it lasts in the feed right it's just gone yeah. isn't it and I'm like, this is it. You know, this is, we don't have to be doing all of this ourselves. We can be manifesting these things. So that was one of them. 
And the other thing is, you know, say you've got a decision that you need to make, like Mm -hmm. practice it during the week, Mm -hmm. practice on small decisions so that you're not freaking out because you're trying to put all this trust on a big decision when you don't have that trust and faith in yourself yet. But you could just literally say, right, what do I feel? What does my mind think is the right answer? And what am I feeling is the right answer? You know, and then just see how it plays out and actually make sure that you, you know, you're aware of what the outcome was. So that's maybe a way people can play with what you're talking about, right? And I love I love telling my my some of my coaching clients to actually that this what you just said about the second exercise is just to take a piece of paper, not to write the pros and cons. I don't believe in this. But like if you have a decision to make, that's a very simple exercise and a tip maybe for you know the listeners is yeah. take a sheet of paper, pen, that's all you need, and just write down whatever you know, whatever like whatever's happening, whatever the decision is, like I don't know, you need to shift something to change something. Write down a few things that you're, you know, being thrown between or hesitating between. Write everything down. Just write it down. No overthinking. And then just on the next column, just write how you feel about mm. all. Because the feelings, again, once you write things down, they're on paper. They're here. Okay, this is now begin, beginning to be really real. I'm starting the process. And then just write the feelings. How mm. does this make me feel? And then this is like, I don't like to say it works like magic, but it just works the trick because we cannot, like, we cannot fake the feeling. The feelings, you're on your yeah. way of writing this. You're going to feel them. Yeah. I know when I write something, then I think, that doesn't feel right, you know? I don't really feel yeah. it. Yeah, I love I that. And that so feeling next to whatever you need to do or whatever the actions are and just see. You know, sometimes when people think, I don't know which job I should take up. Like, I'm torn between two jobs. Mm. Yeah. And use that little technique. And honestly, it's it's always worked for me. As soon as I tap into the feeling side of things, I know where I need to go. And guaranteed, and I can say this, hand on heart, mm-hmm. it's never led me wrong because yeah. even if at the time I thought it was a failure, it actually opened a new door, which I would have never thought of. Yeah, or I love that. Yeah. yeah, That's an awesome tip. Thank you. And what I love about all of this is we're talking about it and like the conversations playing out is all of this work is really about like moving away from our mind when we have let our mind run (laughs) us for all of our lives. And it seems like the most logical and practical thing to do. And why would we not listen to what our mind says? But all of this work, all of this going inside is really starting to listen to a different source, a different source of wisdom, a different source of information. And like, so I love what you've just said about going with the feelings, because that's actually the communication from your soul, from your inner being, your inner self, your higher self, whatever we want to call it, God, universe, you know, so I love that. And I find just as an offside of that, I find writing down in a journal so, so powerful. And I was always one that hated writing. I said Mm -hmm. it to myself over and over, created a really strong limiting belief around writing anything down. My writer, handwriting is terrible. I have My no time well. <laughs> to make it neat. I have no need to make it neat. But I always journal in the morning and I use it as for gratitude. I like to, I don't like to write a list of 10 things because it just feels really mechanical and like a process. But I like to have a paragraph or two and just like go on a little gratitude rampage in my journal and and but the process of allowing the feelings to come out, right? Shifting the right. vibration and actually yeah. feeling grateful rather mm-hmm. than just saying it. But this always then leads me on to whatever it is. It can be different things. It can be rewriting what's going on in my life at the moment that I want to shift. So it's like changing that perspective, that perception, that perspective. It could be scripting, whatever it is. But there is just so much power in writing something down rather than letting it go round and round and round and round in your head. When it comes out on the paper, 
it's processing something that could just stay stuck forever. So I really love that tip because you're using that as well, which is when you take, it's almost, and you said, you know, I'm doing something about this. Yeah. So you feel like you're doing something about it, even though it's just pen to paper, but it, it's just that next step, isn't it? Otherwise we will just go around. We're like, Oh, I can't be bothered to write it down. I'm just going to think about it. Yeah. Well, we just think ourselves like to madness, don't we? Like, to confusion. And that, and that, we don't get exactly. that, That's the rest, you know, if, because we are well, we live in a fast-paced environment. We know mm. we're all busy, but we have to sometimes, it's actually not sometimes, regularly, on short, for a short period of time, slow down yeah. and take a moment, like create something else that we did, like we could we talk all days, but, you know, create that routine as well. That's linked mm. to getting to know who we are, creating a, a daily routine, whatever that is for, for people. Mine, you've got, you've got yours, I've got mine. But allocating a couple of minutes, I don't believe in spending hours because we are just, again, you know, it's a fast-paced environment, shortly, like attention span. So a couple of minutes a day, you know, I do the same. I have a gratitude journal in the evening. All my 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 daily routine between manifestation, gratitude journal, and setting intention takes me about 15 minutes, 20 max a day. Mm-hmm. So it's allocating this as well because we give our thoughts life and outside ourselves, you know. So mm-hmm. when you keep thinking, you write them down on paper, first of all, they're not in them in your mind yet, sorry, as much. They're on yeah. So, okay. It's like when I feel some people in trauma work, when they tell me I really feel crap, terrible, or I feel bad, write it down. Don't judge it. Don't overthink it. Just mm. write the feeling. And already you start feeling a bit better because... Yeah, you get the pressure lifts, doesn't it? You feel a relief. That's right. Relief. Because, because you're releasing. Yeah. That's how it's powerful. You're allowing so, yourself to take it out of your body almost. Exactly. But yeah. we have to take it. So that's another inspired action as well. Creating a daily routine is part of these series of inspired action. And this is why when people say, oh, intuition and, you know, manifestation, that's all wishful thing. It's anything but that. Because yeah. nobody has ever said, you'll get everything sitting on your couch. Yeah, Everybody yeah. has said that, set the intention Believe in who you are and get to know who you are. Tap into your higher wisdom, power, you know, higher inner hero, inner guru. Work I love that. You're inner hero. I love it. I sometimes talk about the inner coach. I love yeah. inner hero as well, though. And the guru. I always say, like, yeah, oh, right. Inner guru. You are your best guru. <laughs> like sometimes listen to your own inner guru. There's yeah, right. got a lot of things to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very yeah. chatty. <laughs> yeah. I love that you know so yeah so good so there was just one thing that keeps popping into my head that was from about half a conversation ago but one thing to recognize as well is when we are listening to that feeling or or looking for that feeling if something doesn't feel right it's still really important isn't it to be aware of whether it doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel comfortable because our mind can easily talk us out of anything that doesn't feel comfortable, but the discomfort is what we need for growth, especially in business, but anywhere. So it's like asking yourself, okay, is it, does it just feel wrong? Like this, mm-hmm. is that the feeling that I'm getting or is it fear? Right. And I think here, no, again, I won't pretend I have the answer for everybody, but <laughs> generally speaking with my experience and my own life experience, my experience with clients as well, you can, and this is going to sound a bit strange, but you get better at the distinction when you really start building a relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because once you start tapping into this inner power, this intuitive power, your inner ERO guru, then you know, oh, this 
whatever, you know, that like you have this negative feeling or there's not in the stomach and it doesn't feel right. So as you become more aware of who you are and how you actually process things and mm. how you act in life, you then will be getting better at distinguishing. Yeah. Is it really fear and shall I do it anyway? Yeah. Or is it just, no, it really doesn't feel right. I don't think this is where I want yeah. to go. And I, I genuinely believe that even physically speaking, it's a different type of, it's strange for me anyway, it's kind of a different type of pain, you know, like when it's the fear of due to the comfort or the, the comfort zone, I, I feel a bit of excitement at the same time, you know, yeah. I kind of, it's something wants to get, you know, I want it to happen at the same time. I don't really want it to happen. But when it doesn't really feel right. I want it to happen, but I don't want to have to be the one to it. do it. <laughs> That's it. Like, I don't want to have to do it. I want it to happen. I want it to, to, to happen now. It but feels I right. I know it's what I should be doing. You know? But yeah, I and love that. Fear. But again, I mean, I'll come back to the beginning. It's to start building a relationship with yourself. Because then, first, yeah. you're gonna, you, you don't know. Then all these th- feelings are there. All these abilities are there. But then, okay, what is the truth? Can I really trust myself? And yeah. that it's never too late. But then come back to the beginning. And that's why it's crucial to start with little things, little yeah. projects, little, like really break everything down in small chunks and give it a go. Even like I'm, I'm actually teaching my clients to do it intentionally, work on little projects and do it intentionally. As you said, you know, when, oh, what, what do I want to manifest this week? Or what do I feel about this position? What do I feel about this podcast? What do I feel about? Mm. Try with little projects and then see how. Record it. And then you build your trust, you know, because the evidence is there. Completely. But you build your trust. And then you'll be better at me, like seeing the difference between. Yeah, definitely. Just, and of course, yeah, when you start yeah. doing the limiting belief work and you start exposing <clears throat> what your beliefs are that are actually limiting you and holding yeah. you back, then you can also use that as well by saying, right, is this fear being caused by a belief that I don't think I can do it? I might fail. I might be rejected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to give you another layer to that where you can actually distinguish between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But again, it all starts with ourselves. (laughs) I love it. Well, that's brought us all the way around back to the beginning. So I just, I really, really enjoyed having this conversation with you. Likewise. And thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your tips. So before you go, just a couple of things. How can people find you if they want to look you up? I will share in the show notes, but what's the best way for you? Well, to be honest, I'm quite, I'm so passionate about what I do because to me, it's my calling. It's not my work. So I love talking to people, so you can reach me on my website, WhatsApp, email, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. What are you? <laughs> Who are you on Facebook and Instagram? We can put them just my the first phone. name and my surname. If they type my first name and my surname, they will find me anyway. Nadia anyway. Bajrami, yeah. everybody. I kept it so. simple. So all the yeah. social media, you can just type this. My website is www.nbhypnotherapy, one word, hyphen, mindcoaching.com. Perfect. Okay, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And I have one final question for you, which I always ask my guests. So obviously, this podcast is called Magnetic Success, and success means something very different to each and every one of us. So I would just love for you to share with us, what is your definition of success? What does it mean to you? (laughs) I'm going to sound boring now. Becoming who I'm supposed to be. Ah, beautiful. Being who I'm supposed to become. Here you go. I love that. That is powerful. Short, but powerful. I love it. Very clear as well, right? Yeah, the rest will unfold. For me, the rest unfolds. It's for me, it's like my definition of success is be who you're who you've always supposed to be. And then 
the rest, you know, everything works in your favor. The rest unfolds. So much trust and faith there. I think we can all take a lesson from that too. So thank you so much. Have an amazing day, won't you? And I'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's inspired you to unlocking more of the success that's already within you. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode and that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps me figure out how I can serve and support you moving forward. And if you want to go deeper, follow me on the grams at Kirsty Kamarowskis for more inspiration or visit my website at www.mindmuse.co.uk.